Morena, so good to see you all uh, here and also online. And uh, you know, I'm so excited about what's happening actually um, around the world. It's all these prophetic voices are coming now uh, to kind of say what is going to happen in the next couple of years, couple of decades of what God is about to do. It's almost like the church is waking up. There's nothing like a bit of tribulations. There's nothing like a bit of friction for some people to wake up, to start praying, to start declaring the goodness of God, to start believing that God is doing some stuff in the darkness. The, the light shines like never before. So guys, I want to encourage you as a church, us together, that we would rise up and that we would be hope to this world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, so good to see you all here. We have some staff in here, and I want to thank the, the, the team here. It's about 15 people at church here who are basically producing this whole uh, service. And again, the worship team who recorded this on Tuesday, and uh, that was wonderful. And some of the uh, uh, um, prophetic people came down to worship with us in the, the live recording. And so I want to honor Jonathan and the whole team here. Come on, give it up for Jonathan and the whole team for what they're doing week after week to make this happen for all you guys. And I'm so blessed by this. Amen. Amen. Now, we're not going to have communion at the end today because I'm doing something else at the end, but it's going to be really, really scrumptious. Okay? All good. Now, I want to start with something funny. You know, some people just threaten me to leave the church, you know, if I don't do any, any jokes, you know. I mean, it's like some people are so addicted to the jokes, you know, so I better do one right now. Here we go. An avid duck, duck hunter was in the market for a new bird dog. His search ended when he found a dog that could actually walk on water and to re retrieve a duck. Shocked by his found, by, sorry, shocked by his find, he was sure none of his friends would ever believe him. So he decided to try uh, to break the news to a friend of his, the eternal pessimist, who refused to be impressed with anything. This surely would impress him. He invited him to hunt with him and his new dog. As they waited by the shore, a flock of ducks flew by. They fired and a duck fell. The dog responded and jumped onto, into the water. But the dog, however, did not sink. But instead, he walked across the water to retrieve the bird, never getting more than his paws wet. This continued all day long. Each time a duck fell, the dog walked across the surface of the water uh, to retrieve it. The pessimist watched carefully and saw everything, but did not say a single word. On the drive home, the hunter asked his friend, Did you notice anything unusual about our new dog? The pessimist said, I sure did. He says he can't even swim. <laughs> There's always some people around us, right, who see the, half, the glass half empty. I hope you haven't got many around you, and I hope that you are not one of them uh, to be a pessimist. Let's be an optimist. Let's be a faithful person. I never see Jesus being pessimistic, but I see him always as an optimist, as somebody who sees the bright, brighter side of life. Amen? There's always faith. There's always a new tomorrow. Like Catherine said the other day, the best is yet to come. Now, we're in the middle of our series here on kingdom authority, and I actually think it is so apt that we are doing this right now, because I think in lockdown, as we're getting out of lockdown, by the way, a lot of nations already are out of lockdown, 
England, Holland is almost out of full lockdown. Then Denmark is completely out of lockdown. They're completely normal life again. And so the thing is, though, it's not that far away. And so, but as, as we have been going into lockdown, it's almost like our muscles are being strengthened by the understanding of who we are as sons and daughters of God. This whole theme of the kingdom and being kings and priests is actually, I believe, prophetic for the time that we are going into, the, the time that we are in already, but also where we're going into. Because I think God wants to bring muscle and strength, this, remember this rod that I saw, to build confidence and boldness. Because in the end, the whole creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be revealed. God has got the answers, you know. And He wants to release those things through us, but also through prayer and declaration and decree. And today I want to talk about the power of decree. It's going to be awesome. Now, we saw over the last couple of weeks that we have received authority. Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and then go and make disciples. The Great Commission, right? Now, I love this because what it actually says, He says, all authority has been given to me. That means that somebody else or nobody else has got any authority in that sense except for the sons of God. There's no other authority. The devil's got no authority. He's like a roaring lion. Like a roaring lion. He pretends. He's full of it. He's full of stuff. He's full of lies. Jesus is full of truth. The devil is full of lies. Jesus is awesome. The devil is bad. And he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus, he has come to give us life and life more abundantly. All authority. But listen to this. Not all authorities has he got, but he's got all authority in heaven and on earth. That means there's no place on earth, there's no place in heaven that he has not got full authority. Come on, this should really encourage us. This should really strengthen our lives. We are seated with him in heavenly places in full authority. Hey, come on, we're stronger than we think we are. We're more powerful than we think we are. This is a real blessing. Amen? Hey, we, I work with the one who has full authority. I work with and I work through the one who has the full authority and power. Let's not forget this. Some of us who are a bit weary, a bit weary about things around the world, let's not Let's not forget who's in control. Let's not forget who's sovereign. Let's not forget who's got all the power. Amen. You know, I love this, you know, that we are actually humans, but then the Holy Spirit has been injected into our lives. And I love this. We're actually superhuman. Have you ever thought about that a little bit? No, no, we have superhumans, but we have the supernatural power of God. We're also supernatural, so we are superhumans. Come on, tell your neighbor, hey, you are a superhuman. Wherever you are in your life group, you are a superhuman, superhuman. And we are not weak, we're strong. And I'll tell you something too, that the Bible teaches that even in our weakness, that we are strong. So even if you don't feel strong, in our weakness, He is strong for us, in us, through us. Amen? Last week I spoke about speaking the word. Guys, I tell you, church, I think God is onto this thing. He's teaching me. I think he's teaching us something about the whole thing of declaration, decrees, confession, and the power of the tongue. And today I want to hit it again because it is so important. See, the main way that we release the kingdom of God is through your mouth, is through utterance. Now, there's three examples I want to give here, uh, the simple examples of this. One, 
is the way you are saved. You are saved through speaking. It says in Romans 10, but what does it say? The word is near you. It is in your mouth. It's in your heart. So mouth speaking, heart believing. The message concerning faith that we proclaim, even that is proclamation. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. It's a declaration thing. Now, I like it here because the word declare can also mean here uh, to confess. I love this word confession because confess comes from the Greek word of homologia or homologos. Homo, like same, like homosexual, homo. And then logos is the word. So what you're actually saying is homo, word, same as the word. What you're actually speaking is you speaking the word of God that I agree with God. I agree with the same word as God says. See, I am confessing all day long. I live as a confessor. Because when you confess, you actually, um, you actually um, agree with the word of God, the Bible of God, in this way. You believe in this way. Confession is really, really good for you. I love the words confession and repentance. They're really good words. Some people think they're nasty words. I think they're the best words ever because when you confess, you, every time you confess, you say the same as God and you align yourself with God. Same as repentance. The repentance is in the Greek metanoia. Metanoia means to change your mind. Every time I'm trying to change my mind to think like the mind of Christ. So all day long, we are confessing and repenting. It's good, isn't it? I love this whole thing. The word of God. Verse 13, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We call, we speak out his name, and we are saved. That's one thing. We get saved this way. The second thing is we preached the gospel by speaking. Now, I know we preach the gospel also by lifestyle. I get this. But in the end, somebody's got to speak the gospel to somebody. Romans 10, how can they call on the one they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one whom they not heard? Isn't that cool, by the way? I have TV here. You can see the words. And how can they believe without somebody preaching at them? And how can anybody preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet for those of those who bring good news. See, we all have been sent out. And we've been sent out to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ. We proclaim and we speak the message of Jesus Christ. How else will they hear? That's the importance of speaking. Guys, let's not be silent. Number three, we also release the kingdom by speaking. We actually see the assignments come into, into being by speaking. Most of the kingdom stuff that is changing and strengthening is because of speaking. There's creative power when you speak. We are like God. We speak into things. We even speak things that don't even exist yet. That's the powerful, creative power that you have. I love this in Romans 4. For God gives life to the dead and calls into being the things that were not. So he calls into being something that isn't being yet. That's how he created the universe. He creates the universe. He creates, he says, I say there's light. And there is light. He creates something which is not, and then it is. I love this in the New King James. It says, the God who calls these things which do not exist, as though they did. So this is a very important scripture in the Bible. How awesome is this? Speaking life. We create. We change things. And the context here 
is Abraham. The context is that Abraham was promised to be the father of many nations, right? But he's 100 years old. He says, when is this son of promise? When is this coming? And Sarah is just laughing. She says, I'm too old for this stuff. This is too dumb, you know? And then they try with the slave and have, a, have Ishmael, but that's not, the, that's not what the trouble of that happened in the world, uh, the, the, the consequence of that one, to go outside of God's plan, but because they're trying something. Hey, the baby's not coming. And then they conceive. But the reason why is because Abraham believed God. He actually believed God. Come on, I'm speaking to some people right now, and your dream has been shattered. And you say, when is this thing coming? You told me, God, it's coming. I tell you, like Abraham, believe. Believe in the one who is faithful that he will continue to work behind the scenes of what you need and what God has given to you, what he has promised to you. What about this job? What about this promotion? God is at work. Believe. I've seen so many guys, right? So many miracles even this last couple of months, of jobs, of promotions, of things that's happening in our lives. Yes, sometimes it's not the next day when we want it. But hey, God knows what we need before we even ask. So why don't we trust God with our needs and we keep on believing God and trusting God. Come on, this is a good word. That's a good word, right? So good. Keep believing for that miracle. Keep believing for that sickness to go in Jesus' name. It's your right. It's your birthright. God is involved in your life. Keep speaking the changes. I prayed this week for a lady, an older lady, and I went to her. She says, I've got such a, a, just a, a, a just kind of pushing on my chest. I, I can't sleep. I'm, I'm worried. I'm, I'm, it's just hard for me. And she says, I said, okay, let's pray for this thing. After I prayed, she says, it's gone, Gideon. It's just gone. Well, how could this go? It's supernatural. It, it's, just, it's just a miracle. It's, just, it's a small miracle, but it's still a miracle. That's how God works all the time. When we start speaking God and His release and His shalom and His healing, things just start to change. Guys, I think we have to start to trust the Word of God. And we've got to st- trust the words of God. The Logos, written Word of God, the Bible, but also the Rhema, Word of God, including the prophetic words of God that he speaks right now to some of the prophets in this nation around the world. Let's believe in these things because they're powerful. 2 Corinthians 1 is for no matter how many promises God has made, they are all yes in Jesus Christ. And through him, the amen is spoken by us. Guys, we have in the new covenant, in the new testament, new covenant, we have received so many promises of God. And they are so beautiful. They're so powerful. But I wonder how many times some of us actually believe those things. Not only that, we start speaking the things with expectation that they're actually going to happen. Because God promised me. Speak the word of God. Speak the word of God. His promise is to provide. So I say, amen. So be it. His promise is to heal. We say, amen. So be it. He says, I will be with you. Amen. So be it. We say the amen in our lives. Amen? Amen. I'm going to have a little sip. Enjoy your coffee or your Milo or your whatever you're drinking. Actually, we hear from people that people are still in bed. Many people are still in bed right now watching this. Good on you. Good on you. Guys, I think God is really teaching us to open our mouths. To open our mouths because they are so powerful. 
It's praying, but it's different kinds of praying. And today I'm talking about decrees and declarations. We call to open our mouths to declare and to decree freedom and breakthrough on a daily basis. It is not something that we do when we suddenly need a really big thing or whatever. It's like the whole thing of confession and, and, and repenting. We do this all the time as a lifestyle. See, the Word of God, again, the word logos or even the spoken Word of God in the sense of rhema or even the prophetic Word of God, it is the spoken Word of God. It is un, an unbreakable weapon. An unbreakable weapon of God in the mouth of the believer to confront the enemy in all battles of life and other things. Not just the enemy, all battles of life, all the things that come up. It's the mouth. It is an unbreakable weapon that God has given to us. And listen to this. Listen to this. If you don't get anything else, get this. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. Whoa! <laughs> a closed mouth is a closed destiny. God starts you to speak. When He speaks something to you, you say, Amen. Remember the whole thing of confession. You agree with the Word of God. You agree with the Word of God. And you say, I'm going to confess this Word of God. I'm going to declare it. I'm going to decree it. I'm going to say the Word of God. And as it comes out of your mouth by faith, things start to change. Jesus does this all the time. But, you know, I wonder, when I look around me, when I look inside of myself, I don't always do this. And I've been really challenged by the Word of God and by this series of how, how what haven't we been able to, to do and accomplish because we haven't believed it. We haven't spoken it. We haven't gone after it. It's just like last fair. Hey, we have a good life in Kiwi land. Almost COVID-free again by elimination. Hey, best in the world, you know. And we think we're, you know, awesome in there. And we are awesome. But the thing is, though, it can also give us a sense of, hey, everything is fine. Who cares anyway? We're at the ends of the world. Let us have a joyful time and enjoy life. Or what about this incredible call that God has had on this nation to be a bicultural example to the world of not only how we can be, live together like Maori and pa Pakia, but also how we can be a warrior nation who can change things. A lot of the worship has come from this nation. I was talking to Dave Garrett, David and Dale Garrett from Scripture and Song this week. Just now, they're both 80, 81, 82. Sometimes you're watching, bless you guys. I was talking to them now, they just have written 10 songs uh, uh, with the, after the book of Richard Brunton, uh, the, the Awesome Power of Blessing. Their blessing book has, has 6 million copies now, 6 million copies all over the globe, and they wrote 10 songs. It's awesome. And so now they're talking about me, about Holland, and how can we distribute all the stuff around the globe. Hey, they're 81 years old, guys. Come on. They're showing us up, some of you young people. What are you doing on that machine all the time? What about going after what God has got for you? What about going to preach the gospel? What about going into the streets? What about going on your face? What about going to Worship. Writing some songs. Guys, come on, write some songs. So, guys, Han. Han is playing the piano again behind. Thanks, Han. She wrote a whole bunch of songs the other day. So, I want to hear some of the songs, you know. Guys, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. See, when we speak the word, it becomes a seed. It becomes a seed in your mouth. And when we start planting the seed, something starts to happen. It starts to germinate. It starts to develop. And we will start eating the fruit of our lips, the fruit of what we have believed for. That's what it says in that scripture. Where did I have it? Somewhere. We can see our future. 
by our declaration. We can see it happen. As far as God is concerned, I'll read this, your mouth is the answer to your victory and your breakthrough in your life. And by closing our mouth, we are closing our mouth, uh, are closing the opportunities and the possibilities that God has for us in our lives, and we keep heaven closed. Now, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean there's no open heaven. Of course there is. But the thing is, though, there is something for us to do. We are not dormant. We are not just uh, sitting there and do nothing, and God does everything for us. No, it's always a partnership. The whole Bible from the New Testament, Old Testament, New Testament, God always chose men and women who said yes to God. Even sometimes they didn't want to say yes to God, but God chose them and then anointed them, and they said yes you got to say yes. Yes to God. Amen? See, we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Listen to me. We're in this world, but not of this world. See, we are lived by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? That means like by faith is supernatural. It's not natural. Faith is supernatural. It's faith is spiritual. It's God. It's, it's life of God. Not by sight. Sight is just natural. What we see, what we hear, what we smell, that's what's sight. We are called to be people of faith who speak to the sight and not only do, and we change the sight with the power of the supernatural power. Of, see, we live on a different wavelength. Now, I'm not going to go into this whole thing of, of wavelength and all this kind of stuff. It's actually very interesting. Dan McCollum has got a lot of teaching on the whole wavelength. Everything is wavelengths you know radio tv but also in our system and i even heaven i think that a lot of stuff is wavelengths right frequency yeah wavelength frequency wavelength see but we when we start operating as a christian from the third heaven and when we actually got in in heaven we actually start working from heaven because we're seated in heavenly places so our frequency our wavelength is heaven and then this wavelength will speak into our daily issues and you say, well, it's gobbledygook, Gideon. I don't get it. Well, it's time that we learn to get this. Because it's all throughout the Bible. Jesus couldn't do anything else without that. He always will pull from heaven, the substance from heaven, into somebody who needed healing, provision, deliverance, whatever it was. Provision. Anything in their lives comes from heaven. Can I have a great amen? amen? Come on. So how do we get this done in our lives? One is by walking according to the Word of God. Two, very important, by making prophetic declarations and decrees constantly, not sometimes. And I'm really, really challenged myself to start doing this because I have not done it as much. I do it a little bit. Every morning I have communion in my life and I confess some things and I challenge and decree some things for a short time. But I don't have like big things written out uh, to kind of just say, hey, this is who I am, this is what I want, this is what I'm decreeing, this is what I'm believing for. I don't always do it either. I think it's about time that we start doing that. Isn't it? Well, I have some amens in this house here. It's awesome because it is so important because it will change my life. When there is lack, I decree that God will provide for me because he, will, he is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider and He will provide for me. When I'm sick, I decree that I am healed because by His stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name. When a recession occurs, I decree God's supply because He will supply for my riches in glory and pull from heaven what I need to pull in heaven. It is through your mouth to the earth. It's through your mouth. Come on, let's start standing on God's word and start declaring and decreeing the things 
and see a physical manifestation in our lives. God's word, listen to this, God's word needs to be the framework for our lives. God's word needs to be the frame of our world in every way. Amen? Not just read it. Start proclaiming it, decreeing it. Because then by faith things that happen. And God responds by faith. And heaven comes in Jesus' name. That's why I was looking for the scripture. That's why the power of the tongue is so important. But look what it says. It says in Proverbs 18, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. But look at this. But, and those who love it will eat its fruit. See, there's a fruit that comes out of your mouth, also negative. I mean, we started with a thing about a pessimist. There's a lot of negative stuff, you know, on Facebook and on just people, a lot of negative people. You, people, you'll eat the fruit of your negativity. Not only that, other people eat the fruit of your negativity. So I've stopped a lot of things that I'm watching because it's, it's just not even helpful. It's not even God. It is surely not Jesus. <laughs> He's not like that. Jesus is always filled with hope and kindness and love, loving our enemies, turning your cheek, going the second mile. That's awesome. That's awesome. Miracles are in your mouth, your tongue. Both speak prophetically, but also profitably. You hear that? Prophetically and profitably. Not prophetic, but profitably, like it profits you and me. This week, um, this last week, a great man of faith uh, died. One of the great heroes. It seems to happen the last 10 years or so. That a lot of our great heroes of faith. This is the, the pastor of the greatest church, uh, biggest church in the world in South Korea. The Yodo uh, Christian Church, uh, full gospel church of Yonki Cho. Yonki Cho, Dr. Yonki Cho. He died in, um, in just a few days ago. And uh, he was 85 years old. But what an incredible legacy. Had a church of a million people. And I tell you, I was there in 95 for the Chicoe Conference, the Global Consultation on Global Evangelization. All these evangelists and these people from around the world who had revival in their hearts went there. Honestly, it was so incredible. You go into their service, right? And you, so you go on the, left, on the right side, you go into the service, and it's like all these doors, right? You go into the service, there's 26,000 people in the service. 26,000 people. And when you finish the service, everybody goes that way. So you go that way. And then 26,000 people come in again from the other door. And it keeps on going the whole day. I went to the kids ministry. And it was a 10-story high, high-rise building. And on level four, one is the babies. And level two is the one. And then three, two, three, four, five. I mean, every level is like thousands of kids, you know. But I want to say something about this. You know what the miracle was of their life? The miracle of that church was prayer. People, it was prayer. I was listening to Yonke Cho even yesterday. It was prayer. And not just by prayer, oh, Jesus, thank you so much. I asked you for this. No, it was being sons and daughters who spoke the word of God by faith and to take nations and what Jesus has called us to do. It was powerful. They have prayer mountains. I tell you, they have this prayer mountain, right? I've not been to the prayer mountain. I couldn't get there. But anybody been to the prayer mountain? It's just incredible. The prayer mountain is a sanctuary that accommodates 6,000 people. <laughs> 6,000 people in a sanctuary. 12 chapels with up to 20,000 people can, can attend worship services simultaneously. They are modern-style lodging, house of love, and 214 individual prayer grottos and various other things. They have four worship services every day. I know that people woke up. I mean, the South Koreans are, are known for prayer, right? This prayer. 
They get up in the morning at 5 o'clock. The church will get up at 5 o'clock. Guys, there's something about praying, but not just praying. It's what kind of things we're praying. Yes, we're praying praise and worship, but we're also praying, and that's what I'm talking about right now, the mouth, which somehow we haven't really done very well, is the whole thing of decreeing and declaring those things over our lives. Amen? So quickly, and then I'm done. This is what I'm talking about, the difference between those two. The difference between what is declaring, Gideon, and what is decreeing. And it's very interesting. So declaring, the word declare, comes from the Hebrew, achfa. Everybody say achfa. Achfa. That means to make known or to set forth on accounting, to keep account, if you like, to give account of what you have. So, for example, when, you go, when we go travel again, hopefully very soon, and our nation, the, rather other nations, the, the customs will say to you, uh, Gideon, what is in your possession? What do you have to declare? What do you have to declare? That means what, what do you have and what are you carrying, right? That's what they want to know. Now, for us spiritually, it's this. Declarations is when we speak into the atmosphere and making known what we already have. So what is in our possession already? For example, you can declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a forgiven person. I am a son of the living God. I'm a friend of God. I have the mind of Christ. I have his eternal victory. The things that we have. So really it's all about identity. It's what we have and it's who we are. Amen? That's, that's declaring. But now look at decree. It's much more powerful. Decree is much more powerful. Decrees cause the truth of the heaven realm to manifest into the natural realm in Jesus' name. So that has the transforming power is decree. Decree is so powerful, and it's really about destiny. So the other one declaring is about identity, is who I am, and I speak that forth. Thank you, Lord, that I'm this. But decreeing is actually you speak something, and you speak destiny into a situation. I decree healing right now in Jesus' name. So you want the change to happen, the, the supernatural change from healing for sickness to healing. Say, I have nothing, I have no job, and I need a job. I need a shift, I need a supernatural shift to come. Or I have like a deliverance I needed, or some kind of peace. I need peace, shalom, in the storm. So I need a shift. So Jesus spoke in the boat, peace to the storm, and it stopped. That's decree. That's not declaring. It's decreeing. See, decreeing is very, very powerful. That's how we fulfill Matthew 10. Now, we've talked a lot about Matthew 10. The whole thing, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That comes through decree. You pull from the heavenly realm into the earthly realm. You pull on heaven in this way. And that's why I love it because it fits so much with our theme of kings and priests because kings and priests and royalty, that's what we are called to do. Revelation 5.10 and I'm done. You have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Kings are the ones who make decrees. They speak forth the world, uh, the word in authority, and their word is final. And then, boom, that's who we are. They declare and they release the power from heaven, and the miraculous comes. Ecclesiastes says this, 8.4. For the word of a king is authoritative and powerful. And will say to him, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you speaking this for? Hey, I have the authority, he says, to be able to do this. So let's shout it. Let's decree it. Let's declare it. 
and use our kingdom power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to pray. Father, thank you so much for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much, Lord, that you've given us tongues to speak. Father, I pray for a revelation to come to our church, to all of us individually and the body of Christ, of the power of declaration and the power of decrees. Lord, that we'll be able to shift the things that you want to shift by the power of the Holy Spirit in this day, in our time, in our nation, in our world, in our workplace, in our families. There's going to be a shift that's happening in the name of Jesus. And Father, thank you that you are at work in those things in Jesus' name. And we all said, Amen. You know, shifting, this is the final thing. We, we pray over our kids every day, but we declare the goodness of God, but then we decree the blood of Jesus. We decree uh, that they're going to have great families. We decree that their marriages are going to be amazing. We decree that they're going to be healthy. Over our church, our marriage. And yes, there's a tech stuff and things happen in life. But I tell you, when we start getting this into our lifestyle, we will see the changes that I've seen in my life, financial things that were not possible. And God just turns them around because we decree what He has told us and so change has to happen because God is faithful to His Word. Now before we do a decree, I want to do a decree with all of you in a minute over our children. And I, want, I don't know why I want to do it over our children. It's because that we had a suicide last week and, and again this week, another one yesterday I heard of. Oh, young people, this is not good. There's something about this nation, something about this thing that people take their own lives. Also poverty. I cannot believe that we, I mean, some people in our church are involved with this. They're making 5,000 meals every day for lunches for schools because they don't have any money. Guys, this can't be. This can't be. And there's violence in the home. There's violence in the home. It can't be. And so when we start decreeing, not just over our children, but I want to actually decree over the children of New Zealand, the shalom and the power and the protection of God. We have that power to use it. Not the government. You do. The government can help, but we can decree a shift because a lot of stuff is spiritual. Amen? So I want you to all stand where you are. I want you to stand and we're going to decree over our children and grandchildren this decree. You'll see it on your screen here. So let's say it all loud together, shall we? Okay, here we go. We apply the blood of Jesus over our children. Lord, cover their minds, hearts, souls, spirits, bodies, conscious and subconscious, emotions and thoughts in the blood of Jesus continually. We decree our children have the mind of Christ, sound minds, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Lord, surround our children daily with your holy warring angels. Protect them from all evil and harm, seen and unseen. Lead them in the path of righteousness for your name's sake, O God. We decree our children Still hearts pant for after you, God, and our children love the things of God and hate the things of the world. Give them a hunger for your word, a desire to live holy and pure and to hate sin. Lord, we decree, come on, think together. We decree knowledge and understanding 
and truth and revelation and discernment upon our children. Holy fire burn in our children to burn up everything that is not from God. Fill and baptize them with your Holy Spirit and fire. We decree good health and long life upon our children. Lord, cancel all the plans of the enemies against our children and let them fulfill their God-ordained destiny. Come on, say an amen to that right now. Amen. Lead and guide them in the Holy Spirit. We decree our children have the Spirit to pray without ceasing and an ever-increasing love for you, Father, more every day. Bless and favor our relationship with our children to be filled with truth and understanding, honor, respect, and love. Father, thank you for watching over our children, leading them, guiding them, protecting them in every way. We decree every need met in our children's lives financially by your mighty provision in Jesus' name. Give them peace and joy. We seal this prayer upon our children's lives in the blood of Jesus and decree it is done in Jesus' name. Come on, let's say a good amen. So be it. So be it. Now, before you go, I want to have more of these decrees. We're going to have this whole bunch more than I have, and I'm developing, and we will somehow release this to the church. And even as a church, I think we'll do more of this stuff because it is just so important. But you may be sitting there, and you said, hey, you've got this, 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 your heart is racing because you've never said yes to Jesus, and, and Jesus is knocking at your door. And like we said before in Romans 10, it talks about if you confess with your mouth, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. God gave Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus, that anyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Do you want eternal life? Do you want a, you want a hope that goes beyond this life? Not only that, do you want a hope right now? Do you want a love that is Incredible, a peace that passes all the understanding in your life that you need to say yes to Jesus today. And when you say yes to Jesus and confess Him as Lord, something will happen. The Holy Spirit will come into your life and it will change you from the inside out and you'll never be the same. If this is you, I want you to pray with me. Simple prayer, just follow after me. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I receive the life that you are giving me right now. Today, I've become a new creation. Today I've become a son or a daughter of God. Lord, I make you Lord of my life and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.